This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. no calls this week you know you can call and text us it's okay but if you don't want to that's fine because we have social media and email and everything else speaking of which we got an email this week from mitch b hey dark trio is curious what are your top horror finale showdowns i think many ghost stories do not have a satisfying way of defeating a ghost a couple of the top of my head would be silence of lambs or jaws thanks and keep up the good work this was a rabbit hole I did not expect to fall down quite as severely as I did. So I was thinking, oh, I'll have like my top one or two instead <laughs> of seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, Why don't we start out with Megan, who's back? Megan's Yay! back. Yay! It's a me, Megan. I was going to say Mario, but I'm not Mario. You are not Mario. <laughs> I'm not Mario. Could be. Well, luckily, I didn't go down a rabbit hole for this question. I'm only going to give you one so that you can you can list off your seven and eight and nine or whatever. Um, because I, I got to this answer right away, and I'm like, I don't know how to top this. So that's 2013's Evil Dead. I don't I don't know how you top that finale. Yeah. Blood, blood pour, downpour, torrential downpour, losing limbs in gross ways, the abomination. Blood going down, blood mm-hmm. coming up. Blood, go, blood goes everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. And, you know, I, I don't know how you top that. So, yeah, I just was like, yep, I'm satisfied. I stopped there. Okay. Well, no, see, now I, I like feel it. weird not having one. <laughs> what? No. We we usually are the ones that are running down our lists, and you're like, I could only think of one. Of one. Which will be the next question. <laughs> so the tables have turned. 
How about you, Zena, before we get to my rambling? You know what? Just like Megan, I only picked one. I don't know. God there was just it. something, yeah, something about this. I, I do love a good scuffle. So um, <laughs> what came to mind, what came to mind for me, um, it follows. You know, at the end, it's kind of like Jay, one. Paul, Kelly, and Yara, like they're up against the entity and they're in a pool. Well, Jay's in the pool and they're trying to like, like electrocute it. Like it's wild. So it's just like, I don't know. And then you think, oh, yeah, they defeated it. But it's like, did they? You know, so <laughs> Just, it's cool stuff. I love that. If I had to pick one, but you could pick seven. My number one, and maybe because it's also timely, is the original Scream. Okay. You just can't beat original Skeet Ulrich. You can't beat uh, uh, Matthew Lillard. It's getting a little woozy, man. Like <laughs> my mom and dad are gonna be pissed. I'm like, so sad just, for him. Oh my god, it's. And and thanks to Paramount Plus, like all the screen movies are available right now. I recommend going out and watching it. It was really funny. We were rewatching Scream Five, I think, over the weekend, and my wife goes, "It needed more skeet," and I was like, first of all, that doesn't mean what it used to mean, right?" So be careful what you're saying. And second of all, I agree. I I love the original Scream ending. Uh, and then besides Scream, I had Aliens, the classic confrontation at the very end with Sigourney Weaver and the Queen. Uh, spoilers. Uh, the Descent. I love The Descent. I love all the versions of this Descent ending. I think there's three, mm-hmm. actually, and they all work for me. The Thing. Yeah. I just uh, th- That ending. I know it's not even necessarily a confrontation resolution. That's a great ending, though. But just which them one? Sitting, like, uh, the we'll, we'll let's just sit here a while. Okay. Like when Kurt Russ, when, when it's him and Childs just sitting there, and he's like, "Let's just sit here a while." I love that. Yeah. Evil Evil Dead Two, I love Evil Dead Two, especially it's like the build up, you know, the arming scene, like, you know, the best preparing for battle scene until John Wick, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I love the build up to The Shining. I think that ends so well with Danny fooling him in the hedge maze, which is mm-hmm. a really good ending compared to what the original was, like not having the boiler be the issue like in the book. And this kind of came out of nowhere 28 days later. I love that. Killian yeah. Murphy all of a sudden just going, like coming back. Mm-hmm. Again, spoilers. But if you haven't seen it, like I, I thought what, there's the third, there's actually like a third act lull for me personally. But it circles around really well, and I think it ends great, like, that I really loved. So, yeah, that was my unnecessarily long list of, of, yeah, final showdowns. (laughs) Go Yeah. Yay me. Now for a much, much shorter list for me, (laughs) which I suppose it should just be favorite anyway, but I only have one answer. And this was a DM from Christina V. What's your favorite Amityville movies? The first one, because it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> Whoa. I know. I didn't know there were so many until you guys started talking about them. Oh, we, I, we I don't do. even know. We should we not. Do such a blind spot. No. <laughs> that's, that's we learned terrible. our lesson with Children of the Corn. But I think it'll be so much fun because as, as the franchise goes on, it gets more and more insane. <laughs> so does Children of the Corn. We should. Yeah. We need to... We should the leprechaun went to space. It doesn't mean I don't want to watch it again. But it's Amityville funny. goes to space. It goes down the toilet. It goes everywhere. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, anyway, Zena, what's your favorite? Amityville oh, movie? man. Okay. Well, I actually have five. 
I wanted to give my top five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> this one I can go in. Go Just like it. Children of the Corn. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Love it. Well, love it. Obviously, the first one from '79 because it's like perfection. Classic. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like it's it scared the life out of me when I saw it as a kid, and it still kind of does. And then I'm gonna say. The 2005 version, because with that one, I remember going to the theaters and it creeps me out. There's a particular scene that involves a little girl in a closet <laughs> that just made me want to die. And whenever I watch it, it gives me all the feels because it takes me back to my teenage years. Like, it was just wonderful. And then I'm going to say now Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. Um, that's the made-for-TV one with the evil lamp. And it's very yeah. ugly. But I may or may not want that lamp. Who knows? <laughs> So that's pretty cool. <laughs> you do. Then Megan also, you talked about the Amityville dollhouse version. Yes. With the little nerdy kid. He was so yes. annoying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a 96 one. So it feels very like 90s cheese. And like this dad randomly just gives his daughter a dollhouse that is like a model of the Amityville house. And it's haunted. It's like crazy stuff happens and you know, I don't know who would want the dusty old whatever. Anyway, and then just the last one I'm going to go with, and I always get a lot of like slack for this one, but I don't care. Okay, I'm going to go life. with Amityville, <laughs> The Awakening from 2017. There was some pushback with that one. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but I had a good time with it. This one came out in 2017, and um, it just I just thought it had a nice little feel to it. It did feel a little bit rushed, but there are some creepy parts. Also, if you're a fan of the Australian horror, Patrick, you might as well should just mm. be a fan of this one. You might as well. Zena, <laughs> this is a safe horror space. You can love what you, you love. Yeah, Thank you exactly. You don't need to defend yourself. Here. I'm tired. It's been a long Monday. No, oh, it ha- it kind it kind of has. Um, did you already say it's about time, or is it is it about time? Not on no, that list? I I didn't say it's about time. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I don't know if I feel like that one is on mine anyway, but I kind of appreciate the bold swings of it. I like the yeah. weirder ones. So like, Amityville two which is really sleazy, but I like it because it's so <laughs> sleazy and weird and creaturey. Um. It's just a complete tonal shift, so I think that one is probably at the top. And, like, Dollhouse. Can I say Dollhouse is good? Probably not, but I like the weirdness that it does. It's very 90s horror, and that finale where they're actually like, here's some demons and a wizard in a laser light <laughs> show. I mean, you're not going to be bored. So, yeah. Love it. Well, it's about time for the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast Bravo. where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting She's back. You know her as the lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic, and jet set South by Southwest journalist, Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome Thank back. Thank you. Glad to be back. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, Infinite Love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. I just, I've been around. I've been around. <laughs> if you're listening to this on Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that will make you smile too. So, Megan, what you been up to? Uh, just a little festival in Austin called South by this is, Southwest. Just a little festival. Just, just, a, little, just a little thing. A um, little indie scene. Little little. No, it's a massive festival. Like, I'm exhausted. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. If you're following on socials, I did post a little bit of, of the fest um, from our, 
our account. But I, I come bearing gifts-ish. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm bringing a, a Xena movie, a John movie, and an Everybody movie. So um, one of the movies that I enjoyed a lot was called It Lives Inside. This one is already acquired by Neon and they are scheduling. Um, but yeah, they're, Neon is going to release this sometime later this year. They don't have a date yet, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Um, this one is a high school set horror movie, which is why I feel like it's perfect for Xena. But it's uh, it's about a girl named Sam. She is Indian American. Um, her parents uh, immigrated, and so she's you know American born. But she's desperate to fit in at school. Um, she kind of rejects her Indian culture and her family's customs to to kind of fit in, and that also meant leaving her BFF behind. But her BFF, her former BFF, comes to school holding this jar. She's not been sleeping. She's got this jar. She's talking crazy. And uh, and Sam ends up kind of breaking that jar and letting a demon loose. And so, oh, no. yeah, it's but yeah, there's there's a lot of horror that um, in this that feels very familiar, uh, like the ring and whatnot. But uh, the the demon stuff, the lore is very new, very fresh. The characters are very likable. It, it just builds into something that's really cool. And I feel like Xena would definitely very much dig it. Ooh. And then the John movie that is also very enjoyable. This is uh, Late Night with the Devil. It does not have any release or acquisition news just yet. I'm sure that's only a matter of time. But this is like a found footagey movie that is uh, set in 1977 with a late night talk show host who decides he wants to get a ratings boost by having a live Halloween televised event. Um, but, you know, it all goes horribly wrong when you have like demonically possessed people and psychics and parapsychologists and all of that stuff in the mix um this is the the star as the the late night tv host is david dasmalchian um i feel like you've seen him everywhere mm -hmm. he's so yeah he is fantastic this is by the scare campaign directors who also you know so they did horror comedy oh, this, nice. one, this one's a little bit more serious um but yeah they they do the the late night talk show things so so well it's a lot of fun yeah that sounds um, right up my alley yeah i think you would really dig this one a lot it, it kind of veers off you think it's gonna be familiar and then it just like goes somewhere like completely bug nuts so it's fun i forget did deadstream premiere at south by last year yes it did okay because i remember you talking about south by like John's really going to look forward to this when he can see it in October. Yeah. <laughs> and you're very much right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This, this is this year's. I think you're going to dig that one. And then nice. I caught the uh, world premiere of Evil Dead Rise, one of my most anticipated of the year. <laughs> yeah, that will that will be in theaters next month, April 21st. And this one is by Lee Cronin, who directed uh, The Hole in the Ground. And it is about two sisters. They uh, have a reunion. They've been a little estranged with their own lives for a while, and they re reunites except it's cut short when uh you know deadites enter the equation um it is very very bloody i i have to admit that i was very entertained i enjoyed this i didn't love it as strongly as i expected to that's not saying mm -hmm. much um <laughs> i just feel like you know, I don't know if that's helpful to temper expectations because I feel like I was in the minority where I still really, really enjoyed it. I want to stress that, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Um, 
Oh, like, so you were in the minority as like a four star versus a five star for other uh, like viewers, a three point five for me out of five versus mm. like a lot of a lot of four point fives and you know mm-hmm. which mm. you know it, it, everybody's different. I just figured like it might help with tempering expectations or maybe not. Maybe mm. you will love it. Maybe maybe you'll be like me. Um, but I think that there's some stuff that didn't work for me as well. And then there's a lot, a lot of stuff that works so, so well. The second act is incredible. The uh, gore and violence is incredible. There's an entire sequence done through a peephole of an apartment door, like, you know, the apartment peephole that's like brilliant. Um, But yeah, it's, it's an evil dead movie. I sincerely hope we don't have to wait another 10 years for another one. Uh, And, you know, like, even if it wasn't like a five star, it's still a whole, whole lot of fun that'll leave you cheering and clapping and see it on the big screen. So, yeah. Nice. We just want to be you, Megan. Oh, come with me. (laughs) Don't tempt me. Like, I, I will go to South by Southwest, go see two movies, and then hide in my hotel room the rest of the time. Well, that sounds no fun. There's a lot of tacos and barbecue to be had. <laughs> I will take those back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> I will go and be antisocial. Don't you stop me. In the best possible way. Yeah. All right, Zena, what'd you watch? I checked out Nomads uh, from 1986 on Shudder. Uh, There's a French anthropologist who specializes in nomadic groups. Um, He moves into a new home with his um, in Los Angeles with his wife. And, you know, they're just ready to settle down because, you know, they've been living abroad. And it's just like, oh, look at us in our cute little home. Mm." Yeah. okay. But then soon, you know, as they move in, there's this mysterious, sinister street punk gang who's just they seem too interested in their home for some reason. Why? We don't know. It's a very mysterious reason. Um, You know, they lurk around outside and they're driving around in their black, dusty van. So then um, the anthropologist, his name is Gene, he decides that he wants to follow them one day and he discovers something about them, something very, very disturbing. So let me just say, I'm going to sound really thirsty right now and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this with my husband, so I, and he listens, so he knows, he already knows my feelings, okay? I'm a woman. (laughs) So yeah, um, this was a first time watch for me. And, you know, I would always hear, let me put my hair behind my ear. I would always hear that that Pierce Bronson, you know, women and people just going crazy, like, oh, Pierce Bronson. I'm like, really? That's Stu from Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, you know, (laughs) I know that he's James Bond, but remember when Mrs. Doubtfire threw a line at the back of his head? You know, I When he almost choked on the pepper? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was horrible. So, you know, he's Stu. And I understand he was like James Bond, but my God, he is a very spicy man. I don't know what was going on with him in the 80s. He just looks like, whoa, you know, like I just couldn't concentrate. You know, Uh, just as a little side note, Pierce, if you're listening, (laughs) 224-475-1040. Yeah, you know, but, you know, again, I was watching with my husband. We both were in agreement, you know, because it's just like, because, you know, you always hear that and stuff like that. Like, you know, when people talk about, you know, other other men and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I see it round, you know, but with him, um, I didn't see mm. it. But then I don't know, there's something going on. Anyway, so back to the movie. This is a really good movie, though. Um, I was a little bit distracted with his good looks, but I really, <laughs> I really did enjoy it. Like, it just threw me off guard. I'm like, still? But yeah, um, it's action packed. Um, there's some dark supernatural stuff that's going on. And the ending, 
the ending like literally gave me chills like i really enjoyed mm-hmm. this movie it, it does have like a very slow pacing to it but it's weird because it has that slow pacing but it is still full of like action yeah. and it's cool because um the director john McTiernan, he's known for his action movies so he directed mm-hmm. predator die hard um last action hero so it kind of feels like that but yeah it's a mm-hmm. really really cool movie and it was the first time watch for me i've honestly never even heard of it before until i saw it popped up on shutter and really enjoyed it so yeah if you want to see a hot man um in a good movie you might as well should watch nomads i, I love this it. yeah then the second thing i checked out i binged uh swarm from 2023 just came out on prime video a young woman's obsession with a pop star takes a dark turn this series is so wild and bloody and hilarious. Um, oh, so wow. if you didn't know, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's based on the beehive. You know, Beyonce's never mentioned in the series, but it's it's crystal clear who it is. <laughs> and yeah, it's basically just about a disturbed fan and the things that this girl does. It's it's sad, but then there's some stuff that's kind of funny, you know, Um yeah, like just because she was just obsessed with this celebrity or someone who doesn't even know who she is. And but yeah, it touches on like mass media, online fandom. There are only seven episodes. So I literally I took a break because I was trying to like save some episodes. But you can totally watch it in one day because there's seven episodes. But the episodes are about like 30, 35 minutes long. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, I did watch the first episode last night. I haven't gotten very far at all, but it's wild because, yeah, I'm like. The opening intro is, you know how they give you the warnings, this, uh, any basis on real people or events Mm -hmm. is not intended. This is flat out saying, no, it is intentional. That's the warning is like, this is intentional. And then it's Houston. So me being like, I know this, this is very familiar. And of course, Beyonce is from Houston. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just need to keep watching. To quote Scream 5, how can a fandom be toxic? Oh boy, can it ever. Twitter's involved. So Yeah. But there you go. So that's that's what I checked out. I love John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I wish I could say I had the same feels you did this week. I did not. No hot Pierce Brosnan. I did not have a Pierce Brosnan moment. Oh, we're gonna have to fix that for you. Uh, Megan, I saved this just for you. Uh-huh. 2022's Piggy on Hulu. I decided not to talk about it this week. I figured I might as well wait to to hear your take on it first. An overweight teen is bullied by a clique of cool girls poolside while holidaying in her village. A long walk home will change the rest of her life. All right, Megan, why this one? Because I feel like it's a very deeply fascinating choice. You you op- mm. you see a lot of bullied characters and bullied like themes and horror but this one really kind of is more interested in the moral ramifications of being Mm. bullied and that was deeply fascinating for me and i wondered how that would um kind of color your watch i mean the two things off the top of my head is bravo to the lead actress like as a, a larger girl i'm sure she suffered plenty of comments growing up so to put yourself on front street not wearing a lot of clothes yeah for a lot of this movie like it's it, it was an insanely brave thing to do like that's tough because you're inviting people watching that movie to make comments on how you looked and on top of it in this movie about bullying um and then the bullies oh my god yeah, yeah. like that if you have a problem watching movies about bullying 
the first half hour of this movie is going to be real tough to watch. Mm -hmm. Like it was uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was a really, I'd never seen a take on bullying like this before. Right. Like just the, the way they decided to shoot it, because like you said, because of the ramifications, the implications, the, when a bullied person is put in that situation and then it, I obviously don't want to give stuff away. Right. I go watch it yourself. It's on Hulu. It's low barrier to entry on this one. But there, there's even a point in the, the movie where much later in the movie, she's breaking down saying, I try and I, I always make the wrong choice that yeah. even when she thinks she's doing the right thing in the moment, like she is so filled with guilt yeah. because of the people around her that have been abusing her and posting horrible things on social media, her own family, the way they've treated her and the way they act toward her and everything else, that she doesn't have the switch inside of her that says, no, this was the right thing to do. Now, given this particular situation, it's totally subjective right. what the right thing to do is. It's, yeah. it's an individual preference. Um, but it's so complicated. Like, the answer is complicated. I honestly know how I felt watching certain ones of those scenes. Yeah. But she is also a clearly, deeply emotional character. She is not apathetic. Like, she is not dead inside. She's a teenager. She's so conflicted. With yeah. You 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 feel nothing but sympathy for I mean, I would hope yeah. someone watching would feel nothing but sympathy for her, for how tormented she is, not just for how she's treated, but her own decisions. Yeah. Like it's it's very deep and complicated and tough to watch. Yeah, because it's tough to watch. There's not a whole lot of moments where you're like, like let your breath out. Like, mm -hmm. okay, there's a little bit of humor, a little levity, like a little break. No, it's pretty. It's tough. Mm -hmm. It's a tough watch. It's excellently done. It was very brave of the actor and the just the production in general. So yeah, I I recommend it, but it's. It's not like a I light said, one. If you, yeah, if you if you have a hard time with bullying, oof, yeah. Uh, and then I watched <laughs> 1981's Bloody Moon on Tubi. <laughs> per IMDb, girls are killed at a language school in Spain. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's what I got for a synopsis. Uh, Wikipedia is far more detailed, if anybody's curious. But uh, why this one, Zena? Because I felt like you needed sleaze. And then also, when it comes to Jess Franco, it's either, with his movies, either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. And I don't know, you can't help but admire him because he has, like, he did, like, over 200 films. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, it's, it's pretty awesome what he did with the American slasher genre and Italian giallo and how he sometimes meshed them together. With, you know, with sleaze. So there's a review of this movie, and normally I don't quote review. I've never quoted a review on this podcast as far as I can tell. <laughs> this one was on Wikipedia as I was kind of looking through some of the production notes on it. And I felt like I, I wanted to quote. I'm not going to say who it's by. If you want to go on Wikipedia, you see it yourself. But appallingly, I, I don't even know this word. I'd never seen this word before. Meretricious which is like evidently without merit, uh, schlock, which looks as <laughs> if it's been slung together using discarded outtakes from a dozen different pot boilers and that the film has no visible means of support from either plot or characterization. 
The action simply staggers from one lurid climax to the next. So you loved it. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Someday I'm going to make a movie and I want this to be my review. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get it. Th- this is... Uh, something's lost in translation, I think, uh, with some of the dialogue and what's going mm-hmm. on. And you get a little bit lost. Yeah, it's... I. You're looking for the kills. You're looking right. at the kills. The stuff between is kind of like, what? <laughs> like, uh, I'm not quite sure who's happening, what, what's happening to who now, what. Um, all I could think of when I was looking at, like, the main, we'll say the main suspect's face, is that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa tricks them into thinking that they've got leprosy Aww. by putting oatmeal <laughs> on their face. Uh, <laughs> it's some funny paint or some funny makeup effects on them. Uh, it's, it's a movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like 90 minutes long. It's a uh, movie. There's a beginning, a middle and an end, uh, opening and ending credits. And there's actors. So and we're just so, going to say that, that you liked it. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Cool yeah. Beans. Uh, it, it, it was not my favorite movie in the world. There were yeah. some interesting kills. Yeah. I'll give them, I will give them the kills. There were some certain kills I'd never seen before, like the Iron Collar and stuff like that. Um, you know what? It's schlocky. It just is. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, if you like schlocky movies if or, or even, like, trauma-style movies, go for it. Yeah. For like, sure. it wasn't necessarily my bag. Um, but, you know, there's plenty of movies that I love that other people look at, like, what? How can you watch that over and over Same. again? I'm like. Because it's just fun. And this just didn't tickle the same fun, like, funny bone that my other, like, cheesy slashers hit. Yeah. I do see the merits of what this is. It just didn't hit for me. Okay. I am so political with my answers. No, I mean, it's Uh, too bad because if you were like, yeah, I loved it, then I had another Just Franco for you. But we'll just I'm glad I didn't lie then. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I feel like I gave you one that's pretty tame compared to his other stuff but okay tame in what regard um as far as it goes well the the kill scenes are always just like in my opinion top notch but you know with you know this there's not always like you know naked girls and stuff i feel like this was a lot tamer like some of his other movies just like how is she naked naked again you know so (laughs) there was a couple of scenes where all of a sudden i was just like that girl's just naked she's just by the pool naked i'm like i guess that's a european thing but she's the only one with her boobs out, I don't know what's what's happening here. Okay, but now we know. <laughs> yeah, so a little more litmus test for me. Uh, speaking of <laughs> boobs out, uh, and then I watched 2016's Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh. I'm sorry, I know it's crass. I can't ignore the fact that there's just a naked woman on the table for oh. 90% of the movie. Uh, I watched it on Tubi. It's available on Tubi. I, I wasn't going to talk about it. And then I looked back. Thank you, Robert Prudhomme, for keeping track of all the movies we've watched. We haven't talked about this yet. Mm. And it seems like a weird th- movie not to have talked about. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, a father and son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who is apparently harboring dark secrets. You know, this is like my third or fourth time watching Autopsy Jane Doe. It is so good. I mean, Brian Cox makes everything better anyway. He, he, his yeah, presence great. in any movie is so good. Emile Hirsch is really good. Just the general idea 
corners are inherently creepy. Like just what you have to do, you're cutting open dead bodies. Mm -hmm. But then to have a horror mystery inside of it that just keeps unraveling in honestly just really cool ways. Like all of a sudden you're like, what is going on there? And you have no idea what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. And like and like the actual scares, that's the way they use with mirrors and shadows and just the confined space and the body drawers and every oh my god it's like the, it's one of those movies you know those movies where if you see it on tv you have to watch it mm-hmm. like like for me it's like goodfellas or something like that like it's or blues brothers these classic movies i grew up with this is turning into that huh. if i if i'm clicking through streaming or something and autopsy of jane doe is on i'll totally watch this it's so good it's just such a cool premise that's it's another one of those like why aren't there more horror movies in like a coroner's office or a morgue? Wouldn't that make sense? It's already freaky as hell. Then on top of it, you made this mystery that I've never seen before Mm -hmm. in a movie with this specific kind of topic. So yeah, go watch Autopsy of Jane Doe. I'm Um, just saying. Just real quick, I have to say something about I love that movie. I remember when I first checked it out, I was actually, I was still working at my nine to five and it was like kind of around New Year's and I wanted to have like extra hours. So I was by myself. And the office in my little cubicle oh, watching it, gosh. I was so freaked out <laughs> during the daytime. It was Aww. so, yeah. it's such a creepy movie. Because it's the same director who did Troll Hunter, right? Of oh. all movies, it went from Troll Hunter to Autopsy of Jane Doe. Hmm. It's like, oh, and which Troll Hunter is also fantastic. Go watch Troll Hunter too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, made me happy. And I watched Scream 6. We'll talk about that some other time though. Uh, okay, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? I watched It Lives Inside at South By, which is coming. It'll, it'll come to theater sometime this year. Late Night with the Devil and Evil Dead Rise. All of it at South By, Evil Dead Rise and theaters next month. And eventually, I'm sure Late Night with the Devil will arrive. I checked out Nomads on Shutter and Swarm on Amazon Prime. I watched Piggy on Hulu, Bloody Moon on Tubi. There's a lot of movies called Blood yeah. Moon or oh. The Blood Moon yeah. or some sort of Blood Moon variation. Bloody Moon. <laughs> uh, it will not be the first result to pop up if you look for it. And then uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, also on Tubi. All right. Uh, homework time, I guess. I, what, I uh, guess. What should I be watching? <laughs> I guess. There are some really weird looking ones on Tubi that I could watch. So maybe I should be pointed in another direction. Uh, Megan, you've been gone. What should I watch? I feel like you've talked about it, but refresh my memory. You've seen Horror in the High Desert, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw the sequel is coming out. Okay. That's what I was going to assign you, the sequel. Oh, is it available to actually stream now? Uh, it's on VOD, but it's it's like three bucks. Oh, I'll totally. Yeah, I'll rent that. Yeah, one uh, super fan, Stefan, like mentioned that like the sequel was coming out and I went, I I saw the trailer and I thought that it was going to be available on prime, but I didn't see it. I couldn't, I, when I searched it, nothing popped up. So yeah, I will definitely check that out. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's a good one. High desert two. Minerva. All right, Zena. Okay. Um, have you seen monster party 2018? Uh, that's the, the, uh, found footage one, right? No. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, it is. It sounds really. What am I thinking? What the hell was monster? There oh, is the one monster that's, that's called something. Yeah, monster. It's Project. monster project that I'm thinking of. No, I haven't seen Monster Party. Okay, 
it is available on Tubi. Nice. All right, enough about what we've been watching. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what has been going on, Megan? A lot of stuff. Uh, Jordan Peele has more movies on the way. Uh, it, it was announced that the next film by Jordan Peele is coming to the big screen in time for Christmas of 2024. 2024. 2024. Not this Christmas, next Christmas. Uh, Universal Pictures, which released the filmmakers' uh, prior features, Get Out, Us, and Nope, added an untitled fourth film by directed by Jordan Peele to its release cal- calendar. Uh, it is actually scheduled currently for a theater theatrical release on Christmas Day, December 25th, mm. 2024. Um, on its current date, that means that he his film will be coming a week after James Cameron's Avatar, if you're into that. Um, oh. So, per usual for Peel's films, details are under lock and key, which means that that Christmas Day feature might not even be genre. We don't know. However, they did also announce um, that there's an untitled uh, Monkey Paw horror thriller arriving September 27th 24 2024 so there's going to be two mm. peel movies next year one of them definitively will be horror uh jury's still out on the second one i don't know but i'm i'm sure we'll all be there regardless yes. and then uh more news of long gestating films finally getting underway uh it's only march but eli roth is already celebrating thanksgiving this month with sony announcing that the film is uh that filming is now underway on the slasher the film is an expansion of roth's faux trailer seen in the 2007 uh grindhouse double feature it'll be released in theaters worldwide and uh it's got a cast addison ray she's gonna star alongside patrick dempsey Jalen Thomas Brooks, uh, Milo Mannheim, Neil Nell Verlach, and Gina Gershon. They are among the cast, uh, which is very interesting. It's got like kind of a surprising Patrick Dempsey, Gina Gershon. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Dempsey. I was just watching him in Scream Three. Yeah, for a second. I was like <laughs> Patrick Dempsey in horror, and then I remembered. I just like he him he will do it. Yeah, maybe that means he can pop back in the Scream universe when he's done with Thanksgiving. But if you need there a refresh, yeah, if you need a refresher on Thanksgiving, um, the trailer that was um, in the Grindhouse block of trailers, this was a gory teaser about a pseudo movie in which a slasher makes his own carving board out of the inhabitants of a Massachusetts town that makes a big annual fuss over the turkey day. Um, one of the pivotal, pivotal scenes in this trailer involved Roth himself separated from his head while in the throes of passion on a date in a convertible. Oh, God. Yeah, it was po- I forgot about that. Yeah, it was popular enough that uh, they'd been talking about doing feature length uh, plans for this movie for like fifteen years. So, well, yeah, I mean, wow. they made Machete and Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, but people have been asking for this one for a while. So now mm-hmm. that it's filming, filming is currently underway, which means it is actually happening. And speaking of movies that nobody really anticipated or had on their bingo <laughs> card. Um, it was announced in 2021 that Cam filmmakers Issa Maze and Daniel Goldhaber would be writing and directing a brand new Faces of Death remake movie. Faces of Death remake, you say? 
Yeah. Uh, so the original Faces of Death released in 1978. It's one of the most infamous films of all time, allegedly showcasing real footage of real death. In actuality, much of the f- footage is staged, uh, gory special effects, so it's not quite as real as it's been touted to be. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like the early precursor to found footage, possibly, I guess you could consider it. Anyways, it has stars. It is about to really kick into high gear. This thing is happening, and it sounds a lot more interesting than the original. Um, Dakra Montgomery, who's in Stranger Things, and Barbie Ferreira from Euphoria, they are set to star. It um, The plot revolves around a female moderator of a YouTube-like website whose job is to weed out offensive and violent content and who herself is recovering from serious trauma. She stumbles across a group that is re- recreating the murders from the original film. But the story in the story Prime for the Digital Age, an age of online misinformation, the question faced are the murders real or faked? I feel like that's a very interesting concept. I feel like if you're going to do... A Faces of Death remake that instantly has people groaning when you even mention it. That's a very intriguing concept to, to take here. I mean, I'm sold on it. I'm sorry. All you had to say was streaming service. <laughs> like, I, yeah. yeah. Especially in this age. Yeah. Like, that actually sounds like the perfect way to reboot mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Because it sounds like something people do all the time with yeah. the actual Faces of Death. Yep. Cool. All right, listeners, your turn. Will Thanksgiving pass Thanksgiving as a holiday classic? Are you praying there isn't a scene involving a monkey in the Faces of Death remake? You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bdiscussingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? First, let me just say, are you subscribed to Screenbox yet? What is happening? Yeah. Why aren't... Oh, okay. <laughs> Stop asking me, Zena. Yes. Yes, I am. Well, let me no, finish. no, we need those I reminders. Speech. <laughs> you know, stream, scream, repeat. Okay. All right. Yeah. But um, if you're not already, please subscribe to Screenbox. It's a good time because the first movie I'm going to be talking about, it comes out on Tuesday tomorrow so by the time this episode comes out the 21st we have holy shit it is a screen box original an architect regains consciousness in a locked porta potty on a building oh god site. this is the german one isn't it <laughs> it is <laughs> I heard about this. an architect regains consciousness in a locked porta potty on a building site where a demolition is being prepared as he desperately tries to escape he realizes the person behind this is going after his family next I'm just sold on the whole porta potty thing, you know. <laughs> I've been terrified of porta potties since the X Files. It's just, uh, it's terrible in there. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay, then we also have on Friday the 24th we have Stalker. This will be available on VOD. Rose Hepburn, a young horror actress, returns to her empty hotel. Forced to use the old fright elevator, it jolts to a halt on the 12th floor, leaving her trapped with an unusual stranger. Left with no phone signal as a storm approaches, tensions escalate and suspicions rise as Rose discovers the the identity of the mysterious man, Daniel Reed, is a camera operator who is seemingly obsessed with her. Cool thing about this one, uh, legendary wrestler Brett the Hitman Hart, he is in this one. So if oh. you're a wrestling fan. Oh, we and just then, learned that John is a huge fan of this wrestler. I I was a wrestling fan through the Attitude Era. After that, I kind of tapered <laughs> off. 
Same. Yeah, I kind of like fell off. Uh, apparently, it's still going strong. I mean, obviously, what? It's still going strong. <laughs> it's yeah, still but no... it's all PG now. It's not as fun. Yeah, okay. But okay. Um, and then, you know, that's the end of our week. So just in case, um, just in case if you missed it, Scream 6 is still in theaters. You can check it out. 65 is in theaters. Or you know what? Why don't you just check Screenbox? There's movies you, on you there. You should. Yeah. I will, Xena. Watch it, John. <laughs> you only. This is this is just, just, you. just you. No one else is listening to this. No it's just one. the three of us. It's just the three of us. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not putting anything into the ether. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me and my weekly horroration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Yeah.